welcome to the Beyond Barriers podcast. If you're an ambitious woman who wants to dominate your career, then you are in the right place. This podcast is co-hosted by Nikki Barua, digital innovator, serial entrepreneur, author, and speaker. And Monica Marquez, ex-Googler, diversity expert, and senior corporate leader. From inspiring stories to cutting-edge strategies, you'll learn how to develop the skill set, mindset, and tool set to get future-ready fast and accelerate your success. Hi, I'm Monica Marquez, your host for today's episode. Are you frustrated with self-doubt and tired of living small? Today, we're speaking with Saren Stiegel, who shares with us how to develop strength and confidence and go from living small and fearful to living big and free. Saren Stiegel is the People and Culture Officer for tech startup generator Elevate. Named Business Relationship Alliance's 2019 Visionary Woman of the Year, Saren is also the best-selling author of The Glow Effect. Since its founding in 2013, The Glow Effect Social Enterprise has worked with over 20,000 people in 32 countries to grow their leadership impact. Saren has been featured in Real Simple, Fox News, and Entrepreneur. In this episode, Saren shares her personal journey from being a divorce attorney to becoming a conscious culture advocate who helps individuals and organizations maximize their human and team potential. She presents actionable advice on how to pursue your passion and build your legacy with continuous learning and persistence. Visit www.iambeyondbarriers.com where you'll find show notes and links to all the resources in this episode, including the best way to get in touch with Saren. Welcome, Saren. So thank you for joining us on the Beyond Barriers podcast and wanted to help our audience uh, learn a little bit more about you. Tell us your story and, you know, what you've learned in your journey and you've done quite a bit of transitioning in your journey. So definitely Mm -hmm. want to touch on those points throughout the conversation, but I will hand it over to you and just do a quick intro of yourself and uh, let us know who Saren is. Thank you, Monica. This is so fun. My story is, I think it's a little different than some of your listeners. I know a lot of your listeners have had what I consider the privilege of like starting in a career and moving through it and growing and having a company nurture you. That was not my experience. I actually started as an attorney in a small boutique family law firm in Chicago. Mm Mm-hmm. The people individually were great at that law firm, but what I saw really quickly, and this is in retrospect at the time, I didn't understand it, but the people development and culture development was like, I didn't, I didn't know it existed Mm -hmm. (laughs) and legal culture was really hard, was really toxic for me. Mm -hmm. So I jumped out and I started a business called The Glow Effect and The Glow Effect worked with women primarily people presenting as women. And we worked in the US, we worked abroad, we worked in Uganda and Nepal. And we worked uh, with teams of professional women in different companies and organizations, helping women try to, you know, find their voice, but more so accelerate the the entire business strategy towards the future of work. Mm -hmm. And I know that like, that's where we crossed paths Mm because I started running these, what I like to call, you know, globally minded intersectional events Mm -hmm. called Give Growth 
And I wanted to help women executives create learning cultures and growth-based cultures. And then, you know, I'm doing all this cool stuff and then I get pregnant. And so Monica, (laughs) you haven't heard about this, but my story, I'm supposed to keep this in two to three minutes, but this is my first experience of just really having to step back and slow down and not work, you know, myself to the bone Mm -hmm. and be a hustler and be ambitious. I had to really nurture my body and it was a really hard pregnancy. Mm -hmm. you know, I had nurtured this partnership with a man where we're like super equal and like, you know, I'm (laughs) making as much as him and like, it's so great. And then it's like, oh no, like I have to get into bed on a Tuesday at 11 a.m. while everyone's out there hustling and building businesses and careers and ask this man if he can support me right now while Mm -hmm. I gestate our child. Anyway, (laughs) long story short, you know, postpartum was fun. I learned more in this year and a half of like hibernation than Mm -hmm. I ever have. And I really started to question, you know, how deep does my feminism go? You know, how Mm -hmm. much do I really honor feminism and what is feminism? Mm -hmm. And I also had the privilege of getting a certification in organizational behavior from Harvard. Mm-hmm. during my pregnancy. So I thought that would be really fun to keep my growth going right. while I mm-hmm. created a child. But now I have this certification and it's really, really exciting because I get to learn about gender and leadership, diversity and inclusion from this mm-hmm. very academic place, as well as seeing how women and gender and all people are challenged by this future of work concept how do mm-hmm. we re-navigate how do we re-navigate work for mm-hmm. all dimensions of people and bringing out the best of people and high performance and business goals so i kind of switched gears i'm still doing the glow effect i'm still in learning and development but i went in house with a startup called elevate mm-hmm. and elevate incubates other startups Okay. A bunch of tech professionals. Mm-hmm. So they're engineers, CTOs, you know, VPs of data science. And like, I'm not a tech person, I'm a people person. And so <laughs> I'm in there as like the people and culture person. And, you know, I'm coming at it from the angle of how do we create conscious capitalism? We're starting companies and working with tech founders mm-hmm. from the ground up. And we have this opportunity to build in, you know, a more equal world for all genders and for Mm -hmm. all peoples and create tools to do that. So that's how I'm thinking of this new chapter. And I'm using the glow effect concept and theory to kind of push that forward. It's a long story. That's amazing. (laughs) And I think, you know, you've touched on so many different things that I think would be extremely interesting for our listeners. Tell us a little bit about, you know, how did you make that decision to switch lanes? What was it that helped you, one, gain the courage to say, okay, I'm ready to make this change. I need to make this change. But then two, once you make the change, how do you discover what unique strengths or what transferable skills that you need to hone in order to accelerate your success? So, well, there were two really big leaps in my career, right? By career, I mean, like, I feel like I'm at the beginning still. So 
the first one being the leap out of the legal field and the second one kind of transforming where my business is now. Mm -hmm. And I make it both of those sound like super simple and like, yeah, and now I'm doing this, except it was so not that way. It was full of a lot of tears and self-reflection and, you know, soul searching to understand how to make that transition. Mm -hmm. So for the first leap into the world of like coaching and leadership development and culture development, I went and I got certifications and Mm -hmm. I worked with business coaches and, you know, like there was a lot of honing of more, I would say technical skills. And then in this leap, you know, how it happened was a little different. You know, I feel like the first one was out of desperation. Like it was Mm -hmm. so toxic and I was just miserable that I was like, just get me out of here. And what brings me light doing Mm -hmm. this other thing? Now I have to actually figure out how to do this other thing. Right. So it was like kind of, okay, now I'll figure it out as I go. As I progressed in the Mm -hmm. figuring out what this thing was, leadership development. And, you know, and then you look online, you work with companies and you're doing this back and forth of how companies define what you're doing. Exactly. And you start to refine the marketing language and the branding and the, you know, it's a little different when you're corporate, but when you're an entrepreneur, it's all about product market fit. You Mm -hmm. know, like what are people calling it? And then you're like, well, that's not what I actually do, but fine, I'll do that. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you're trying to find that thing. And then I got to this point where I'm like, okay, wait, what's the goal here? You know, Mm -hmm. the goal is to distribute power Mm -hmm. more equally, to make everyone feel that they belong, to have every, you know, and I started going through like the five whys or 20 questions or one Mm -hmm. of those branding exercises. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I want to make real impact. Like, I want to see the tangible. I want to actually change the way a company looks. Mm -hmm. And I was working with a woman from Ernst & Young. Mm -hmm. And she's amazing because she wanted to create like a women's development program. Mm -hmm. but she couldn't move anything. Like Mm -hmm. she was just struggling so much in the system. And I was watching this all go down and it really hit me that, you know, you have to be part of creating the system Mm -hmm. and figuring out different ways to build the system Mm -hmm. in order to truly have an inclusive, open-minded, progressive System changing system, if you know what I mean. Like, right. <laughs> certainly. Yeah, like that's iterative and agile and adaptive and creates the best performance. So, long story, I realized organizational development was the path for me. And mm-hmm. then I had to figure out, okay, well, what does that mean? Basically, it got me to the career leap of how do you build a system mm-hmm. that doesn't have these unconscious kind of default things happening Mm -hmm. where we start to become oppressive and exploitive and silencing and, you know, and that's where I see, I mean, I'm just, I just feel so lucky because I'm in a company right now that is literally based on the future of work. 
mm-hmm. you know, the future of technology, the future of automation, the future of like how we work as a team and collaborate. We're all remote, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And not to make this an advertisement for Elevate, but, you know, it's starting at, at the bottom, mm-hmm. you know, how do we build from the ground up with this consciousness of people? And so then it becomes so much bigger than women. It becomes, you know, mm-hmm. feminism is for everyone. What was your approach in kind of overcoming these fears or overcoming these, you know, making that decision and having that certainty and that confidence of, I'm just going to move forward? It was so much self-reflection and self-learning. I mean, I think it really all comes back to, are you willing to learn? and humble yourself, Mm -hmm. like tremendously humble yourself. Like how, how do you soak in all the information that you need to, to overcome this, to be the the person you want to be? And so it's kind of that humility of putting yourself out there and saying to people you think have their shit together, I'm allowed to swear, (laughs) like, like, how are you doing it? What Mm -hmm. are you doing? And then you start to realize you're not that far off, you mm-hmm. know, and then books like I, and podcasts to me, that's just, just constantly learning and then realizing you actually have like, it's kind of that back and forth mm-hmm. constantly. Like, like I'm going to read a book and then I go out and I go to a networking event and then I talk about the book and I, you know, and I talk to people who have mm-hmm. their shit together and like, then I'm like, okay, I have to go read another book. And then you come back. And you do this and mm-hmm. you then create this circle of people who look to you for information and vice versa. What I hear you saying is that community, your network was something that really helped you accelerate that success or accelerate that learning, that learning mm. curve, right? Yeah. And yeah, in some yeah, cases, yeah. it's almost that just in time learning, right? You could get stuck in this analysis paralysis or this whole like learning cycle. What would you say about the importance of how to leverage your network or colleagues or mentors or sponsors? Well, I love this phrase, leverage your network, because it's it's like, sounds like something really technical and mm-hmm. like, like something that there's magic for and mm-hmm. it's messy. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like a cut and dry, like, here's how to do it. Step one. First of all, network feels like a dirty word sometimes to me, mm-hmm. where like, when you have to go out and you have to network, I had to wipe that from my vocabulary a long mm-hmm. time ago to make it a little bit easier for me to stomach. Mm-hmm. And how I did that was I start really with that self-reflection, personal branding of like, why? Why do I need to network or whatever you want to call it? Build a <laughs> community, right? Mm-hmm. Now, when I was an attorney, and that's when it started to become dirty. Like I, mm-hmm. I just couldn't walk into a room and be like, I'm going to network for my legal community. Like I, I had no fire for that, no passion, mm-hmm. no interest. Where when I had the glow effect, it was like, we really want to change shit. Like mm-hmm. we want to empower women. We want to do stuff. Like there's potential, there's possibility. Like look, you know, there was like a fire. So when I walked into a room of women, I didn't see them as a network. I saw them as like people who I can do cool shit with. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and I'm <laughs> your vocabulary is so much better with like leveraging your network. And I'm like, <laughs> what can I do? Cool shit. But I find that that intention and that spirit of collaboration when you walk up to someone where it's like, this is what I'm up to. Like, what cool stuff are you up to? Awesome. We can create something together. Mm-hmm. And so it starts to feel like we're in partnership rather than I'm asking you for a favor. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know that was a long circle around to, I agree. Asking people for favors is super hard. Like back in the day when I had to email you and ask you to be a speaker <laughs> for these give growth events, it was like, it was so terrifying, Monica, like, because you have to ask somebody you don't know for a favor. Mm-hmm. Like essentially like, but then I really went into like, what does Monica want to do with the world? Mm-hmm. What's her goal? How do I present it in a way of like, let's do this together and I'm going to help you help me and together we're going to do this cool shit. No, I love what you're saying because if you think about what can you give or help the other person do instead of just what's in it for me, it's a much easier conversation. What if you could figure out exactly how to rise up faster in your career? Instead of wasting time on trial and error, imagine being able to pinpoint what's holding you back, where to focus your effort, and how to get results quickly. That's exactly what the Beyond Barriers quiz is designed to do. You'll get your personalized score based on 25 essential elements to accelerate career success in the digital age. And you'll get a free guide with cutting-edge career strategies that'll help you understand how to gain momentum and dominate your career. The Beyond Barriers quiz takes just a few minutes, but it'll save you months of frustration. Go to iambeyondbarriers.com slash quiz and take the quiz today. How did you master that art of having that courageous conversation or putting out that, you know, courageous ask, where did you, you know, where did you learn that per se? Uh, well, I really think this is a twofold question, connecting mm-hmm. it back with your last one, because, you know, if it feels too much, like, like if it feels too hard mm-hmm. and too sticky, then I, I need to take a step back and really think about like, maybe I'm not asking this in the right way. So I'm not of the, like the school of thought where it's like, go for it. Use your voice. Just ask, you know, like all Mm -hmm. the time. (laughs) Don't always send that email. Mm -hmm. Like maybe you need to draft an email and then take a step back Mm -hmm. and really check whether you need to find the courage for this one. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's when I feel like, having a really good team, like support team and community, like, you know, I have accountability partners galore, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) Who, you know, I have as a sounding board, because I think there's something about when you're on a mission, and you're ambitious, and you have a, a deadline, and you have goals, like, you know, I needed something from you to get my event to move forward. And Mm -hmm. if I hammer you with emails, which I've done in the past of like, I need this, I need this, I need this. And then I have to remember, wait, she has goals. She has ambitions. She has deadlines. Mm -hmm. It's not about me getting up the courage to ask you. It's about reframing it 
in a way that we can get this done together. So it's, it's that twofold mm-hmm. to find the courage. It's my people. It's my accountability team. And just like jumping, you have to jump and then hide under the covers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's that bad, but no, I think your thought process and you had some ass. Yeah. And, and, you know, the, the thought process and that habit of stepping back and thinking about what's in it for them and, you know, how can it be kind of this reciprocal kind of, you know, exchange? It's leverage for both. Tell me a little bit about like maybe what's your secret sauce on staying motivated in order to achieve those goals? What happens when you don't get the outcome you're looking for? Well, sometimes you need to like step back and take the sting, right? Mm -hmm. And I hesitate to answer this question because I feel like I haven't figured out the secret sauce. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like the secret sauce is knowing when your persistency and your need for persistence is giving you information. Mm -hmm. So it's feedback, right? And I think. I tried for a long time and had to have a lot of persistence, like in the negative way where I wasn't reading what the cards were telling me. Like, mm-hmm. like this shouldn't be so hard. Like big example of, you know, when I'm trying to raise money for the center in Uganda, right. Mm-hmm. Where like we've raised a hundred grand and I'm like beating my head against the wall to raise every dollar, be persistent. Well, on the back end, like, I'm broke. I'm in debt. Mm-hmm. You know, the system's broken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right. So my persistency and trying to get every dollar mm-hmm. was the wrong solution. Mm-hmm. So so that's my number one tip mm-hmm. for you. If you need to use persistency, why isn't there more of a flow? Mm. Okay. And I think the lack of flow says something. So what I'm doing now, right, where like, Mm -hmm. I don't have to hammer people for things. Right. You know, there's such a flow to how we're working and, you know, to how we're, it's just telling me that I'm kind of more on the right track. Because I was, you know, the the persistency will burn you out. Right. Right. Pivots are big, absolutely. And I think learning to pivot, especially in this, you know, age of of digital disruption and the future of work, mm-hmm. you know, learning to be agile, I think is extremely key. And so I would love to hear from you. What is that one, you know, the most critical skill that you believe that really is helping individuals in this digital age be successful? Willingness. Right. And love that. Well, (laughs) so, you know, in like talent development, the constant question is do you hire somebody with the skills and like adapt them to the culture? Or do you find somebody who has like maybe better culture fit, but then they have to learn the skills? Mm -hmm. Or, you know, like anybody you hire, anybody you work with, anybody you you just want that willingness to learn. You mm-hmm. want that willingness to show up, to get messy, to, you know, be humble, to try again, to, you know, look like an idiot over and over and over again. And 
yeah, it's just that willingness to learn. And I know it, it elevate, like, you know, you find that core business, like you, you say about like McDonald's, it wasn't Mm -hmm. like a food company. It was like a real estate company, right? Right. Where elevate builds tech startups, but at the end of the day, we're a people company. Mm. Nope. Mm -hmm. It's like the secret of it's all about how we're building and cultivating our people and making them conscious learners. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my MO right now is this Mm -hmm. conscious learning thing, you know, where we're constantly improving how we make the not so obvious obvious, how we make distinctions around inclusion and around how we're doing business. I know in tech, like this whole dev shop concept, Mm -hmm. like nobody's talking about it, but it's like, what's the difference between a dev shop and a sweatshop? Like a valley girl in that voice, but you know, it's, it's taken the same, like, you know, our workforce is now engineers. Mm-hmm. How do we make sure we're getting conscious about how we work with those engineers? Like, are we including them into strategy conversations? Mm-hmm. Do they know where we're going and how do, do we talk to them differently? Are there different cultural events? Like, you know, that's kind of in the mindset I'm in right now is willingness mm-hmm. to come down off of our perches of manager and executive and, you know, Western education mm-hmm. to, you know, where are we going with our business? What is our goal? What is our value? How are we being conscious about how we're impacting society and people and that kind of stuff? I think one of the key things when you look at some of the scary statistics that, you know, the skill set or the skills you know now are going to be obsolete in 18 months, how do you stay ahead of that curve? What helps you kind of focus on the right thing at the right time? Because we both know you so, can get totally lost in learning and reading a bunch of I books. Know, and <laughs> I know, I know, I know. That's so true. It's so true. Um, and I do go down rabbit holes. So... I have this thing I do with um, uh, people I go through personal branding. And, you know, personal brands can sound like sleazy, salesy, marketing ish, mm-hmm. or it can be like, what's your purpose? You mm-hmm. know, and so that's how I think of your personal brand is, is your purpose. And so this prompt I do is imagine you're at the end of your life. Mm hmm. And you're giving your big TED talk and not a TEDx, but like TED talk. You're on the TED main stage. Right. Right. Uh And you have 10 minutes to summarize your message for the world. Go. Like, what are you going to talk about? (laughs) Right. Right. Okay. And so I've had a lot of experience coaching TEDx events and, and I don't really see this as like, TED should be your goal and focus, Mm -hmm. right? It's more of the exercise of what's your message and what are you trying to communicate? And I think TED, the format of it does it really well. Um, I think of it like a triangle. Mm -hmm. So when I've read through TEDx applications, I, you know, I've had 200 applications in front of me and you start going through them and everybody's saying the same thing and, you know, like how to learn, how to grow, how to get over self-doubt, how to get over fear. Like everybody has the same message. So what differentiates people? And it's always in a triangle. Mm -hmm. 
the top of the triangle is your idea. You need to have a novel idea. But supporting that novel idea is expertise Mm -hmm. and experience. Mm. So you need to have the cred. You need to go to school. You need to have whatever certifications that make you credible. Mm -hmm. But you also have to have that vulnerability that like, you know, I've been in the mud I've had the experience that made this expertise relevant. And Mm -hmm. from my expertise and experience coming together, I've created this new idea and new way to move this forward. Mm -hmm. So I think about this probably like at least two or three times a day. Like it it is (laughs) truly like my like North star. Mm -hmm. Right. And I don't know what my idea is yet, but it's definitely something around people and culture Mm -hmm. and it's taken me a long time to figure that out (laughs) and it's changed over the years. Right. So this is an iterative process. It's not going to stay, but basically I've let that triangle concept move my learning forward. Mm -hmm. You know, in my 10 minutes at the end of my life, I don't, I hope I didn't read a lot of books on biology if that was completely irrelevant to mm-hmm. like my triangle. I love that analogy and I love how visual you've made it in terms of the <laughs> triangle and and um and the exercise and knowing that you know you practice this it sounds like a couple of times a day uh, in order to help you solve various different things that you are are tackling. All always, right? Because I think, you know, that credibility, vulnerability, new idea, like how are you disrupting? Mm -hmm. And it really gives shape to like, who are you talking to? Why are you talking to them? Like, how is this moving your idea and expertise and experience forward? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's my, my North star. Sounds like that's one habit and a hack that you use for yourself in order to accelerate your process in terms of, of, of learning and focusing on the right thing at the right time. What is the key in, in whether it's your experience or what you're seeing in working with various different clients or various different you know, startups or just different talent or female talent? What is the key to accelerating success, especially from the perspective of digital age, disruption, and the future of work? So I'm going to go back to the conscious learning Mm because I I really just need to hammer this home. Mm -hmm. Um, How are you willing to innovate and shift and grow? Um, I recently finished uh, Simon Sinek's new book. Mm -hmm. Have you read it the infinite I've, game i have it i have it i, I need to crack it open but okay. I've, I've, it's been recommended a couple of times so you're like the third person who's mentioned that perfect perfect <laughs> i mean he of course he's he's created another metaphor that's once you know it you know it and mm-hmm. that's it kind of like start with why it'll never will never go back right um it just the infinite game i mean that's the future of work it's mm-hmm this, you are, you are playing a long game. Mm, I like that. And Mm -hmm. you got to think for the long game and you got to think about always innovating and always iterating and being agile. I mean, these concepts are so cliche now, 
Like Mm -hmm. if I hear one more agile, disruptive, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. the, the, like the lingo is just, it's funny in the, Mm -hmm. in the tech world. Right. But, but iteration and constantly willing to communicate and give feedback and be humble and, and learn, learn, learn and increase your awareness. I mean, that's, that's the future because if you can't, if you can't welcome everybody's fullest self to the table, Mm -hmm. you're not going to have sensors of what's coming, you know, Mm -hmm. like, like I know holacracy didn't work, but what I loved about the concept of it Mm -hmm. is that it saw everybody as a sensor for what's coming. Like, Mm -hmm. You know, you're constantly taking in input and data. And if you can humble yourself, you know, again, Mm -hmm. get off the perch and really like, tell me what you're thinking. Tell me what you're feeling. Let's work on this together. Let's all be sensors. I can't see everything. You know, how do you lean on your people? How do you lean on your community and your team and work with them to, you know, to innovate? And then there's no fail. Mm-hmm. Right? Because we're constantly iterating and growing together. And I, I think what I hear you saying is the idea of um, diversity of thought. And without mm-hmm. the diversity of thought, you're going to have a limited frame of reference. And mm-hmm. so the more people you can include, the more perspectives you can bring in, um, and the more willing you are to ta- actually take that knowledge, um, will you come out with the kind of best outcome? It becomes this constant, infinite learning. Um, mm-hmm. So so I love that. Growth. It's the growth, growth. Sorry, right? It's the, the lean... The, the lean startup process, right? right. The feedback loop of mm-hmm. build, measure, learn, constantly taking in data, iterating. Um, again, not a data person, but I do the best I can because that's the only way we're going to be able to navigate forward. And I love that you translated back to me this diversity of thought. I, you know, bringing it back to your world more of like the DNI it's become so cliche and trendy, the whole diversity Mm -hmm. and inclusion term. Mm -hmm. But we forget that it's always been about the diversity of thought and making sure that we're well represented, you know, people, marketplace, culture, product, like on every level. And it's that cross-cultural communication. I mean, like, what is the future of work? Globalization. Like Mm -hmm. hashtag globalization, that's the future of work. Like if we're not already there. Mm -hmm. So if your engineers are met in, in Medellin, Colombia, Mm -hmm. how do you, like, are they different from you? Or, you know, (laughs) how do you talk to them? Right. Right. And I know that's a random thing, but you know, we have our engineers in Medellin and, Mm -hmm. and we, the openness and the willingness to consider that diversity of thought and to think about diversity of thought in all of our business strategizing. I mean, that to me is the infinite game. Like really seeing that that any that our people in Medellin are a team too. It's not that we have to learn to speak co- cross-culturally. Mm-hmm. Where it right. sounds almost silly, 
right? right? There are exactly. teams. There are people. I think the points that you were really driving that I think are extremely important for our listeners to take away is the you know concept of continuous learning, always being open to learn. And I loved what you said about humbling yourself to know that you don't know what you don't know. So just be open and willing to continuously learn and to take perspectives and ideas and tap your community and help them, you know, help them help you accelerate your success. Yeah. Um, yes. And I want to say one more thing to bring it full circle absolutely. Back to the beginning. <laughs> the you don't know what you don't know mm-hmm. is a really hard thing to stomach. And I think it was Oprah or like Maya Angelou who said like, you know, you can't blame yourself for what you didn't know when you didn't know it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and and I've lost a lot of time underneath the covers in bed. Mm -hmm. shaming myself and blaming myself for not knowing what I didn't know. And so really remembering that, you know, you take what you have and if your goal is constant betterment and constant improvement and going beyond barriers, (laughs) then, you know, then it's okay to not know and keep going and to just know that you're consciously learning that's the best you can do that is amazing and with that i think is the perfect closing thanks so much saren for giving us your time and we will continue to stay in touch thanks for listening there are thousands of podcasts out there and we are so grateful that you've chosen to listen to ours Visit IamBeyondBarriers.com, where you'll find show notes and links to all the resources referenced in this episode. And be sure to take the quiz on the website. Your score will tell you where you are, what helps you gain momentum, and what holds you back. You'll also get a free guide with cutting-edge career strategies. We'd also love to hear from you. Share your comments and topic suggestions on IamBeyondBarriers.com, and we'll be sure to address them in future episodes. If you enjoyed our show today, please subscribe and rate the podcast, or just tell a friend about it. See you next episode.